Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Eric Bieniemy is not going to college. The NFL has taken the playoff, shook it all up, and poured it all out again. Maybe a bunch of news has happened. Does any of it matter? Patrick Mahomes is still apparently waiting on confirmation. Still good. Welcome to Times Ours. This is an off-season episode. I think this is going to be our general format now and forever is a little Patrick Mahomes checkup, uh, a little look at what's happening in the NFL that doesn't matter because the Chiefs are too good for anybody else to catch up with, and seeing what kind of sarcastic quips Nate and Seth can make without any prompting. Welcome to the show. Yeah, and welcome to the official start of the 2020 campaign. Uh you know, the Super Bowl was three <laughs> weeks away, or three weeks ago, I should say, and uh, this is what happens when your team wins the Super Bowl. You're like, wait, what? I gotta, I gotta learn all these prospects. Wait, and, and I, and I feel way more prepared than I did a year ago when I watched virtually zero amount of college football. So hey, there's that. But uh, you know, forget about you know the the March calendar, which is like the real start of the NFL season. No, 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 no. The season starts today. It starts. In Indianapolis, as every general manager, coach, agent, player rep, um, you know, player association management teams, as, as they all get together and eat steak and try to figure out um, what to make of this, what to make of this industry in, in Indianapolis. I literally, if you're wondering how much the combine snuck up on me, I just added, you, might, you guys may see if you scroll down a little bit in our uh, Google Doc. Uh, oh yeah, the combine is now uh, now a segment in the middle of this show because for like the third time in the last week, I went, oh yeah, the combine is now. That happens now, right. doesn't it? Yeah. It was later a year ago. I think it was in like late February, early March, which is traditionally as late as it can go but hey you know it is february 24th and we're gonna talk to some you know nfl prospects this week seth how are your prospects this week you've been very quiet (laughs) (laughs) my 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 prospects uh my prospects for seeing prospects are quite low as i will be (laughs) As as I will be, you know, in court uh, persecuting. I'm sorry, prosecuting people every week. And with that joke, uh, huh? <laughs> every week that? with that joke, it's never going to stop. It's this was never subtle though. Stop. This was this was a soft this is a soft one that you just threw out there. Yeah, this is where it actually comes across like a Freudian slip, and the it, it's like a subtle way of establishing dominance. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get used to it. You know, this week I'm actually handling arraignments for the first time um, in a while. Or jail call, it's called. So it's the people that, you know, got arrested over the weekend and overnight. And then I get to be the one. This, you guys, if you guys really want to find life terrifying, understand that in, well, a certain number of hours at 1130 my time, I will be in front of the judge asking for the bail amounts for the people that are sitting overnight. And odds are the judge is going to go with what I request. Is that not a little bit scary? I mean, it is for a whole. How much are we talking? For a whole host of reasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot that's terrifying about our legal system. You having that much power in it is genuinely upsetting, though. Oh, oh, I, I'm just waiting for one of you fools to come through Hubbard County. I think here's the thing, <laughs> Seth. I'm just gonna go ahead and open the curtain just as much. Everybody else, I think our, I think for Nate and I, and oh God, Danielle, two time zones removed. I think our bail is you texting us. It is me texting the chat on Sunday night, going, "Hey guys, same time as usual tomorrow," and you going, "Yeah, I'll have to start at six. Otherwise, I'm outsies." What? Hey, I, what, Seth? I warned you guys about this last week. Like, I have a real job now. Like, I no longer control my own schedule. I was, I had last week off because, well, you know, apparently as a government employee, you get 90 paid holidays a year. You know, it's President's Day. No one has to work. It's like, really? But I, yeah, I, I we told need, we you. Need more, well, then we need more President's Day. We need uh, President's <laughs> Day every Monday would be excellent. Yeah. Every, yeah, I, yeah, we need it in the in your contract that Mondays are considered a national holiday for... Yeah, I hey, you wouldn't see me fighting on that. But yeah, I it, it is... It, it was a, a, a an unpleasant surprise for everyone. I had actually sort of, you know, forgotten 
about it because we did talk about it last week. <laughs> just yeah. for our, our lovely listeners, I am not a horrible person. I just seem that way. <laughs> right now, I would say differently. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> whoa! 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 Danielle From popping the it off the top rope. rope. Holy smokes! <laughs> Danielle just woke up. She's been pushing buttons for 15 minutes now, but she up. just woke yeah, up in that moment. Um, yeah, Danielle's you know, opinion of me. And now I'm back. To you know, you yeah. know, Seth. We don't the, the the Chiefs. You know, we won't be coming to me to Minnesota because you know the the Chiefs already played the Vikings. So like, I'm <laughs> I'm not coming anywhere close to uh to lovely Hubbard County, and I'm sure it's lovely. But oh, it um, is. It, it's actually quite beautiful. I'm gonna have you guys up in the summer sometime because it is really beautiful up here. And Minnesota in the summer, provided you've got mosquito spray is is absolutely gorgeous it's as good as it gets like for all three weeks of it is like it's amazing up here yeah you really sold it so um this is great (laughs) (laughs) let's before before i decide to drive up there just to get arrested so you have to see me at 8 a.m um nice <laughs> before before i do that let's blast through a handful of uh of things that happened this week i also have a ton of questions from uh from from last week that we didn't get to that are all still very good plus uh, we'll talk about here in a moment seth you had an article that came out in our time 15 minutes ago um and for everyone else probably came out before you were awake this morning or uh towards towards the time that you're waking up looking at Patrick Mahomes versus LSU. Say, so that's some old tape. It is, but it's very fun. So we'll get to all that here today. Um, but first, it, Eric Bieniemy sounds like a borderline officially not taking the Colorado job. None of us, I think, are, are terribly surprised by that. Bieniemy and the Chiefs haven't said anything, but it's weird to say something about a rumor that, you know, only kind of got established. But it, it sounds like, Sanity has prevailed here, and and Eric Bieniemy will be the Chiefs' offensive coordinator for another season. Yes, and we have successfully advised his advisors to not take that job at Colorado. Yeah. So on behalf on on behalf of all of us, I would like to congratulate us. We did it. Um, <laughs> one more time, with the understanding that Eric Bieniemy is closer to a head coaching job, one would assume, than a. Uh, power five college football head coaching job. So a horrendous uh, power like you five said, head coaching job. Well, you know that's his alma mater. He can't really say that, but he will be in Indianapolis. Um, I'm not sure how much he'll talk because like coordinators usually aren't required to speak in Indianapolis. But hey, if you find them at the local bar in downtown Indianapolis, who's to say Eric and me won't say some things? But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So I think the whole coaching staff will be in Indianapolis. Um, you know, to scout the prospects, to interview them, and Eric Bieniemy will, will be involved in that. Um, it would have been really strange for him to like hit the eject button now mm-hmm. to go recruit mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. instead of like looking at the best prospects right now. So yeah, it's um, it's a good thing for all parts because Colorado needs to figure things out for themselves and I'm sure they'll do that <laughs> yeah there's there's nothing about their recent history that would let right. us think that they won't do that's, that that's, yeah I, I think this is good for everyone involved except for Colorado yeah yeah it's rough I, I have a confession to make sure. about the combine is the confession you know, that you're not recording this the uh, podcast today or is that did you f- catch that see man we're just lifting the curtain a lot so loyal <laughs> listener Last last week, this but you, I'm sure but you didn't sounded so make great, it. Seth. But, I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. Danielle must yeah. have done wonders. Yeah, mid midweek. See, these are like the things no, that, like, when 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 you've got a great producer, that these are the things that you don't hear. Is like me going on like a five minute soliloquy and going, uh, Danielle, I just realized that I'm not recording. Just the way that you uh, said is that bad. What you had just said you had me genuinely nervous. Like, it's no big had me deal. genuinely nervous this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 she saved me, but I'm recording now. Okay, just checking. But no, my, my yeah, and Danielle's like, no, no, I got this, which makes me realize, like, man, she, I don't know, if she pulled into my computer and just like ripped things out. I don't know what she did. Yeah. She, she has your credit card. I don't give away my secrets. <laughs> yeah. She's like the the human Alexa, always listening. So what I what I what I my confession is this: I, I don't care about the combine. Oh no, I, I I don't. Now what I do care about is like some of the things that you know Nate. You know, kind of Nate. I think you dropped a little bit of an actual like 
another little behind the curtains bomb on people. Like you talk about, you know, running into a coach at a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, that's you want the real stories out of the combine. Those are the real stories that really matter. The little tidbits that you're going to pick up because everyone's there, right, Nate? I mean, help me out. Like, I mean, everyone's there. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you, if you care about the NFL or you're getting a paycheck from the NFL, um, you're there. And the you are so right, Seth. Because um, I was going to make this point at some point during the show. The combine is the first step. And I know what it's like. It's like, ah, oh, the offseason is finally here. If you're like, insert fan of New York Jets, because you've been waiting since like, I don't know, <laughs> early December for this. Um, but when your team wins the Super Bowl, there are so many questions to think about in terms of like, okay, if we're going to the next year and we're trying to repeat, what will be necessary in order to um, have the best roster possible to, you know, defend your championship um this week is just the first step i cannot stress that enough there will be things that will be discussed here that won't happen for two weeks or two months or somewhere in between that because um there are agents here who have players that they're representing both in terms of hey have a new prospect that's a wide receiver out of a southern university and you should go interview him and see him run a 40 and see his drill work but I also have and represent a player who's a free agent or who's going to be franchise tagged or who is possibly going to be traded. And you should want to talk to me about that player and what that player can do for you and da 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 And so there's, you know, a smorgasbord of information, of rumors, of, hey, you know, at the combine, and I just want to stress this really big point, at the combine, I remember last year, sitting down, having a nice dinner with a few of my favorite writer friends, and the news broke that, like, the Chiefs were interested in trading Justin Houston in his $21 million cap hit, to which I <laughs> stood up out of my table at Harry and Izzy's and went over to another group of table, another table with another group of writers and basically said the, the thing of, Who's trading for Justin Houston? Hey, hey, are you, is your team trading for Justin Houston? Hey, by the way, your team trading for Justin Houston? Okay, no, nobody's doing that, right? Nobody's, nobody's going to take on a $21 million cap yet? Cool. So you're going to see some news that is somewhat short in its you know, relevancy, and then you're going to see things that are going to percolate as the offseason goes forward. But as we all know, no one traded for Justin Houston because like, no one's going to take on a $21 million cap yet. So think about these things um, as wisely as you can. Uh, as Seth mentioned last week, over the cap, just use it. Just just use it. You know, Josh has given you an idea of like how to create more cap space versus um, some moves that you can make that would make it more cap. You know, unfriendly. Yes. But <laughs> think of, think about all those things while also trying to figure out who's the best tight end in this in this draft class that we could possibly get at 32 hey who the best fast linebacker who may play on all three downs who the best cornerback because you know it wasn't like i spent all of last year's combine looking at every cornerback available in the first or second <laughs> round to which they, uh, the Chiefs didn't take a single one of them so it's a it's a big throwing darts at stuff and figuring it out and like eh, it's just the first step obviously the draft matters more obviously free agency matters more but the combine kind of kicks everything off you know, Nate, it sounds like they've broken you. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> hey, at least sounds- I'm going in full eyes open this this year. Where yeah, it's just you- like, I, I, again, I will never forget. And, you know, God bless, you, you know, the, the league and how this stuff happens. Some of this I'm fully aware of. Some of these things I'm still sort of confused of. But I really got out of my seat and went to some of my other friends and was like, all right, y'all, who trained for Justin Houston? At this age, at this cap hit. And I couldn't say that on Twitter, but I wanted to. Right. <laughs> I feel like this year you, you, you might that say that on Twitter now. I feel like this year yeah. for you might be, yeah, I went over to another table and a bunch of other adders and none of their teams are trading for Justin Houston. So it's either, it's either who do you not have a friend on a on a beat of, Nate? Yeah, I need I need the one that's a good question. It's like your margin for error. It's like, listen, according to 29 beat writers, their team is not trained for Justin Houston. Um, but I don't, but the Seahawks and Bengals, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. I know but the funny thing is I, I do have friends on both those. I figured, <laughs> I, figured I would teams. say two teams and then you would do that. Too. I figured that's exactly yeah, the way. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that many people in Buffalo. Per- like I know of them, but I don't know them personally. So maybe maybe the Buffalo Bills are going to make some big swings um, <laughs> that I'm just not ready or prepared for. Some Someone who covers the Bills and thinks you guys are really good friends just got so hurt. By what you just said, it's like, oh, Nate Taylor. Yeah, I know we're close. We're tight, actually. And you just <laughs> forgot they existed. I know, I, I know one guy in Buffalo by way of Carolina. Somebody could easily figure this out. But like, yeah, but I don't know every like there are mul- there are multiple people that I know at multiple, uh, you know, who cover the team in, in, in whatever insert city. But yeah, Buffalo, I got one guy, one guy. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. But no, the combine's not gonna break me. I'm gonna enjoy like staying up till two a.m. Oh. wondering if that agent is gonna like text me back. Hey, 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 <laughs> let's get that check going, dog. Let's figure this out. Like, tell me your side of things. Uh, Who do I need to look at? I've never heard of him, but you know what? I'm gonna go on YouTube when we get done with this conversation and look up this prospect. I really don't see the Chiefs drafting three kickers, but whatever you say, I'm gonna watch him <laughs> kick. I'm gonna watch these three dudes kick. <laughs> Uh, I I think that that is as much as we could possibly do in terms of combine previewing. <laughs> I think that that's <laughs> I think that we did it. Um, I, but I will say it was that, really it really was a testament to to I, I'll tell I'm serious, Nate. You've been broken. You they 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 did it. <laughs> I, I can hear it in your voice, just like the like. I, I've only had like a week since the Chiefs season ended. I can hear it in your voice there. Yeah, it's it's so much fun to to you know understand that like, hey, you you got to do, you got to have an experience that few people in the industry have. At the same time, realizing that um, yeah, uh, okay, like I love Indianapolis. I've lived there. I'm gonna see a lot of friends and um, gonna gonna try to keep keep up with everybody. In terms of like, hey, like we should do this, we should do that. Like, I the oh, I will say this, in a serious note, the the best thing about the combine is it's the first time that we will talk on record to Brett Veach and Andy Reid since their Super Bowl win. So, I will try my best to get some information that uh, our listeners and our subscribers find valuable. Um, and I assume both men will be in a good mood because they won the Super Bowl. So um, be on the lookout for that. I think they talk early this week versus later this week is my understanding. And then as the week goes on, you'll get more prospects and start to understand, oh, like I would value. And I start to have an opinion at the comma where I go, oh, I would value that prospect over this prospect. Now I'll see what his pro day is like. I'll see. I'll crunch more film. I'll go through sort of scenarios in terms of where. Most draft analysts have them slotted to go in each round, but and then based on my own personal preference, and then you start asking agents around the league, and then you start asking scouts around the organization, and you kind of build a, a a system from there on. But at least from the combine standpoint, at least they give you the head coach, they give you the general manager of every team. So not only can I ask Brett Veach about something, but I can ask Matt Nagy a question if I wanted to. I can ask, you know, a a I mean, it sounds crazy, but like, you know, you could ask Bill Belichick if he wants to speak to us. Um, what's his viewpoints on Tom Brady in the whole offseason? And you can be right there. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a way of cross-examining. See what I did there, Seth? Um, other thought process and philosophies of other NFL teams in comparison to the one that I cover for the athletic. So we I, I'm very much looking forward to talking to you again for this next week, Nate, because uh, I I, I think that there will be no better place for discussions of the rumors and the things that don't quite make it into an article uh, than this very yep. podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, this can be everyone's reminder for listening right now. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. And obviously the best place to listen is in the Athletic app because then you can also, that means you're subscribed to the Athletic so you can read the articles that we're talking about and referring back to and all of that. But if you're just testing the water, still subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Because uh, all the off-season episodes, I believe, are going to be freebies. And then the regular season comes around, and we'll have one specifically for subscribers to The Athletic again. But make sure you're subscribed and go leave us a review somewhere, okay? That's so, so new people can find us. Don't, 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 don't hide us under a bushel, okay? Let us, let us be free. Share our light. Share the light of Time's Ours. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I, have a new, I have a new segment for you both. 
Are you ready for a new segment that I think is going to rule the entire offseason in terms of tone and content? Yes. Seth, are you ready? Seth? Seth, are you ready, Seth? Hey, Seth. Seth, you ready? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Welcome to the game of the offseason. Do we care? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was working out or maybe shooting a commercial with Des Bryant. Nate, do we care? Yes, we care. Sign Des Bryant. <laughs> Sign him right now. You need eight. You need 90 men on your roster. Sign Des Bryant. <laughs> Seth, do we care? <laughs> um, No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Des hasn't been good in like three years. Hasn't been healthy hey, in three he years. He may have had an Achilles injury. That's okay. He's out here running around with Patrick Mahomes. Easily <laughs> sign him up. Listen, if Pat- this may not be the best. Hey, you know, Seth, they've said that this may be one of the best draft classes for wide receivers in quite some time. You know what you could also do? Sign Des Bryant. <laughs> yeah, that that's another route you could go. I what I look forward to with with having you know Dez. I, I don't even know you know Dez is more of like a contested ball kind of guy. Um, but what I look forward to to exploring with like you know him you know doing a workout and with Patrick maybe Mahomes a commercial. Is doing there were some, a lot of cameras. <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe a commercial. I just look forward to reopening the the age old conversation. Yeah, but you know we need a big receiver. And then I always go, but why? Like what? <laughs> why? What, like what? What do you think is going to happen if we don't have a receiver on the roster who's six two? Like what? Oh, you know, with Watkins gone, maybe you know we need a we we need a big receiver. Do we though? Like do we? Because you know the best contested ball receiver in the NFL the last two years has been Stephon Diggs, and the second best has been Tyreek Hill. So I don't really know if you need like a really big guy. It's just not not all big receivers are Calvin Johnson. You know what I mean? So why are you, no, why, I, you, why I, are you bringing facts into this when I just want to sign Des Bryant for the fact that they just signed Des Bryant? I don't want to just sign Des Bryant, Seth. Is that because like who wants who who wants to write OTA stories about Des Bryant? Ding ding ding! It's me, this guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize we tapped into something here with Des Bryant. So yes, we we certainly care. Let me just jump on the bandwagon. Listen, listen, Seth. This game's this game's kind of just supposed to be kind of fun, fast and free. If you don't mind not being such a freaking snob about it. Um, all I, all I care about is if Patrick Mahomes left that workout slash commercial shoot. I just want to know what he texted Brett Veach because that's the an- my answer is whatever that text says because they talked. Of course they talked. And if 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 Mahomes went, I want him, then they should sign Des Bryant. And if he went, now we good, then they shouldn't. That's all I care about. I trust Patrick Mahomes implicitly on this one. Uh, Nate, Demetrius Harris went to the Bears. Ask Matt Nagy at the combine why he destroys everything I love. Do we care? We kind of care because there was some uh, there was some movement on the Twitter about bringing Demetrius Harris back. <laughs> Uh, bring him home. Hashtag um, bring Demetrius home. I believe was the movement that. Yeah, I, yeah. It's sort of my shout political. My it's sort of my political revolution. Yeah, sh- shout out to my guy Pete Sweetie, who was also on this bandwagon home, of, uh, of of lovely Arrowhead pride. But I mean, I kind of care. But like, eh, sure, he went from Andy Reid to John Dorsey to now Matt Nagy. Demetrius Harris continue to get them paychecks, player. Seth, do we <laughs> care? Yes. We care a little bit, not not necessarily for Demetrius Harris's sake it, himself, but the Chiefs do <laughs> run a lot of two tight ends. Damn sets. about Demetrius Harris! <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Seth went out of his way to tell you he doesn't care about Demetrius Harris one iota. I I mean, as a human, I care about him the way I care about everyone. You know, it's it's my job Very to love little. everyone, Joshua. I sure, why not? Sure. I care about everyone. But it, yeah, it, but it's more like the, that two tight end position that they really dedicated a fair amount of attention to by paying Demetrius Harris a decent amount of money mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. and then like this year, then this year they were just like, eh, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> I guess. Blake Bell and Dion, yeah, sure, why not? Why not? I'm just excited for uh, when they. Uh, when when they when they change it, oh no, I'm not going to remember his name. I can, all I can remember is Jody Foster. Yep. But I'm just excited for good <laughs> for, for when they they 
Fortson. Yes. I'm just excited for when they they when we find out that Fortson's put on like 20 pounds, and they're gonna run two tight end sets with two two tight ends in the slot all year next year. Don't forget but John Lovett. Two tight end position. Oh, don't forget John Lovett. Yep, my bad. The summer darling. I'm sorry, three tight end sets. John Lovett. (laughs) Let me tell you, John Lovett, like speaking of guys who are about Sammy Watkins size. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I care a little just because I'm curious what they do with that second tight end spot. And, you know, so I care a little. All right, so it sort of takes some of the wind out of my next two, but that's fine. How about a combo platter here of Greg Olson to Seattle and Jordan Reed released by Washington? Uh, so I feel like we may have gotten Seth's answer already, but Nate, do we care? We care about one versus the other. Greg Olson, keep getting them checks. Sure, dog. Yep. <laughs> Jordan Reed, I care about you a plenty. And to understand that he got released. Off the fact that his concussion essentially lasted into the months category, Mm -hmm. and this is multiple, I don't know what is next. I'm sure that will be also asked at the Combine, but um, yeah, I I care about Jordan Reed's health more than just about anything else here, but ultimately the answer is no in terms of football-related stuff. Seth, do we care? Yeah, I, I, I cared about Olsen. You know, look, Jordan Reed, like, like, Nate said. I mean, I care about his health. Um, Jordan Reed, he's always been more of a potential than a guy who's really produced a ton in the league. He's had over 500 yards receiving three times. He just he, he just keeps getting nicked up, and really, like like Nate said, when when you've got concussions that last that long, maybe it's time to like. Think about long-term stuff. Well, speaking of long-term stuff, guess what I did for dinner last night? <laughs> you went out and got it. Absolutely not. What do I look like to you? Some sort of idiot? <laughs> were, you, were, you, were, you, were you also at the Cheesecake Factory? I didn't even see you. I here. was not at the Cheesecake Factory because you know what I do? I'm out here living in 2020. You guys are living in... Uh, 1920. You're 100 years ago. You're 100 years ago in 20. When everyone was going to the Cheesecake Factory. You guys are living, you guys are living in the 1820s, and I'm, li- I'm out here living in 3020. Because I, I think I said that this, I think this was the case last week also, and so I know this may sound like a heap of garbage, but I promise it isn't. Last night I used DoorDash, damn it, because I love and support our sponsors and also their honest product. Here's the thing. There's going to be a code that's going to let you support this podcast for trying DoorDash, and you're going to love it. But this is my this is my unprompted bad boy life intro to this DoorDash conversation. I'm telling you a little secret, okay? little secret about DoorDash is every once in a while, you have the app on your phone. Every once in a while, they'll push you some other coupons after you use the one that I'm going to tell you about here in a second. And they'll say, oh, you want a little bit? Here's a little coupon. Take a couple dollars off. You do this thing. And that's, oh, that sounds pretty good. Let me see. Oh, there's a uh, there's a little Mexican place in my area that has a $0 delivery fee the first time I go there. Well, let's do that. And we'll use this little code here. And all of a sudden, like the, the, the price of whatever you're having delivered to your door is is descending rapidly because DoorDash is constantly giving you excellent opportunities for some great deals and it's always bringing you excellent food to your door. I don't I honestly don't understand Nate why you are still allowing your your time to be wasted by driving to the cheesecake factory. Seth, I feel like you should at least find out if it makes it into your section, your your little kingdom in Minnesota where apparently you are God and decide the line between freedom and imprisonment. Uh, it, I'm sure I'm sure you could pull a few strings if it's not there already, but here's the good news. It brings you all of... It says this. I like this line. DoorDash brings all of America's flavors to your door. Last night, it brought Mexico's flavors to my door. It brought, like, Texas's flavors to my door. It brought me the border, I guess. It brought me, like, half of Texas and then half of Mexico's flavors. It brought a lot of flavors to my door. That, that that whole line isn't in the copy. It's just the first one, but I um, I added to it. 
and they are bringing uh, they're bringing a huge number of options to a huge number of cities. There are over three hundred and ten thousand restaurant partners in four thousand cities. So it, your favorite stuff is already on there. You'll find new things because again, there'll be little deals and say, "Hey, try this place you haven't had before. You can get it with free delivery this first day." You leave a tip for your driver, and all of a sudden. You're right there with what you would have spent at the restaurant, but it's being dropped off at your door. They've got door-to-door delivery in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and Nate's favorite thing to go to on a weekend, (laughs) drive to the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, With DoorDash, you never have to worry about your next meal. So here's what you can do. I've used this code. You can use this code. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code TIME. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code TIME. Don't forget, that's code TIME for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. DoorDash. What the bleep are you waiting for? Why would you still drive to the Cheesecake Factory? That's not their official slogan, but it's my official slogan. It's appreciated. <laughs> I just needed somebody else to say something so it's I could start reading from the Google Doc again. I just needed, Nate, I just needed Nate, someone. Nate is such a better person. I just need such someone a better to person say something than I am because I was going to let that hang there. That's fine. I, I mean, you can. Just that, you know, you don't care about the future of the podcast and our lovely sponsors or, you know, me. Um, and spoiler alert, everybody, <laughs> Seth does care about Ooh, the future of this podcast. There's another wonderful Do We Care segment right there. <laughs> Do we care about continuity in the podcast and uh, Josh's general well-being? No? No, that's uh, 0 for 3. Nope. Wow, Danielle, Danielle, <laughs> nope, moving on. Danielle texting in a vote You're there, hitting right? 50% from the field. That's, you know, that's fine. I, actually, if we're being honest, it's not 0 for 3. It's 0 for 4. <laughs> Let's talk about some things the NFL did this week. Uh, we won't spend all the time in the world. You know what? No, let's. All right, here, here we go. Uh, we're, uh, extend the do we care. Here's what we're going to do because I want Seth to get to talk about Patrick Mahomes, damn it. The NFL possibly going seven teams from each conference making the playoffs with only the one seed getting the bye. Uh, it's not do we care. It's what do we think in one sentence. Nate. It's outrageous, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Seth, one sentence. I like more football as opposed to less football, and the more money the NFL makes, the bigger the salary cap gets, and the easier it is for the Chiefs to afford the people I want them to take, and I'm a selfish human, so hey, I'm I'm here for it. Okay, my sentence is going to be, this is good for all of the smaller teams, comma, including all of the ones that generally pick in the middle of the pack or slightly below, comma, because now mm-hmm. they're contending later into the season, comma, which is pretty much good for everybody, comma, except for the eight or so teams that really aren't contending, comma, but even makes tanking kind of harder if you think about it, comma. That one was in parentheses, I should say, and so was this, comma. Semicolon. It's weird that we reward the two seeds usually because that's not usually how winning something goes, comma, but obviously would have hurt the Chiefs this season, comma, I'm fine with it, period. That was my one sentence. Yeah. It was hey, a great sentence. I, with on the on the proposed uh collective bargaining agreement that they're looking yes. at that everyone's kinda going through. Yes. Can I can I comment on you, that? Seth, I would be flattered. We would love we would love your legal um foray into this arena. This is this is kind of interesting. You know, you always see like the negotiating tactics and stuff. And it's the the owners always do a very good job at this, right? They spend months and years leaking that there's a lot of optimism that they're going to get a deal done, yep. right? Mhm. Then then they make a really big deal about the fact of how hard everyone worked to have the owners fly in for like an emergency vote. Yep. You know, it's like, you know, guys, you know, they're they're, we, they're also we, billionaires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh man, they're, they're really also billionaires. We can to... get in any any place in the world within a you know within you know if you if, a, if we have to get somewhere, we can get somewhere. Right, but you notice, I mean, they they put all that out there, and then the the offer that they made, as best I can read it, I will say this: it is a drastic 
I wouldn't say drastic. It is a fairly sizable improvement in many ways over the 2011 agreement, right? And that's the key to negotiations like this. If you if you're the owners and you know that the players are shooting for something, you don't want to you, you don't compare the thing you're offering to the thing that they want. No, no. You compare it to the thing that they had. Yeah. And you say, "Look, it's more money." Mm-hmm. It's a bigger pie overall. Mm-hmm. Um, look at all these concessions we're making regarding this, that, and the other thing. I, I really, I looked at the offer, and honestly, compared to what I thought the owners would do as an opening salvo, this was actually better than I thought they would send. And it's just interesting. You can see these negotiating processes, and I just, I, I can honestly say, I feel for the NFL players' union in an, to an extent because they're not basketball where you only have like a certain number of players. When you've got 1,500 players and like, you know, 1,350 of them are not stars, Mm -hmm. it's hard to negotiate a fair collective bargaining agreement because you got that 1,350 dudes that are like, look, I'm only going to be in the league for like three years here. So it's got to get done. And so then you've got, you know, the stars at the top and those. It's just a tough thing. So it's really interesting to watch how these things proceed. But like Nate said, I'm guessing this stuff is going to happen. But anyway, that was just my, 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 my thoughts on this. The owners always do a really good job of controlling the narrative here. Billionaires are going to billionaire. You know what I mean? There's some things they're very good at, and this is one of them. I just had such an overwhelming. This, this episode of Time Zar is brought to you by Mike Bloomberg. Um, it's not actually <laughs> Danielle. Can you just bleep that out? Can you just bleep out where no, I said keep it his in. name? You know, don't, it, oh, no. No, there there might be some intrigue because oh, who knows? In they, a couple weeks, he may he may be out here getting ads on here. I, I don't know. You listen, know, will you I know take what? his money? Sure. If I just say this this episode of Times Ours is brought to you by Mike Bloomberg, paid for by Bloomberg twenty twenty. Could I just get a check in the mail tomorrow and just be like, oh my god, he heard it? <laughs> he just yeah. he if felt this, like he had to pay for it. <laughs> If this podcast isn't sponsored by Bloomberg, it's literally the only it's piece the of only content one. in the world. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, yeah. So, Mike, if you're out there, this is all getting Tell tight. your people to tell our people that this you is... would like to be a part of the, the, the fastest growing cheese podcast that there's out there. This podcast well, is brought to you by the charred remains of Mike Bloomberg. This is all sprinkle getting some, cut. Sprinkle some dollars on us, dog. Sprinkle some dollars. This is all yeah. getting cut. None of this. No Probably. one's going to hear any of this, and I think that's for the best. <laughs> Seth, you can finally talk about Mahomes in the Super Bowl. All right? I know you wrote about this a little. You've had another Mahomes article come out now since this one did, but I want you to get to talk about your deep dive into Mahomes in the Super Bowl, damn it. I would love to talk about my deep dive of Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Basically... Long story short, guys, he's good. Tell me more. Like, really, really I'm good. I'm skeptical. <laughs> you, find, you find yourself skeptical. I, 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 was told, I, I was told he was playing pretty bad through three quarters, half of the Super Bowl. I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the fun thing about Mahomes, and, and this is one of the things that I focused on, is if you really look at him, he has yet to have a genuinely bad game. Like a game that's just bad beginning to end. And that continued in the Super Bowl. What I kind of did was just focused on, he really did struggle to an extent through three quarters. Although it was a little bit overblown. A lot of it was. The Niners just did a good job. Nick Bosa is just, you know, I chart flushes. Um, and Without context, that's going to sound weird. But the number of times <laughs> that, a, that, a, that a play is dead in the water because of pass rush, um, I chart that sort of thing. And there were like 20 in the Super Bowl. I mean, Nick Bosa just was not letting them get anything done. It was it, it was you almost felt bad for Mahomes. But the uh the the reality of it all is that he was so good in the fourth quarter. I just hear Seth diving first... in and out with children crying in the background. <laughs> I just <laughs> okay, I can just that... hear Seth sort of addressing the microphone and then kind of looking away and the dynamics of the audio change oh, okay. so is that is that is and that the, obvious? And the fourth wall has been broken <laughs> from an audio yep, standpoint. I, I, 
I I currently have my six year old daughter Isabel on my lap. Our new recording time is not going well in the Kaiser household. Everyone, <laughs> that, by the way, the recording time that you enacted. <laughs> yep, I I asked to do Sunday nights. If you'll all recall, Seth, listen, Seth, you suggested Sunday night at eight thirty p.m. on Sunday night. Sunday night. I requested it last week. I told you guys Nate it would have to at, be Sunday night. Nate was at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Nate was at the Cheesecake Factory. Always. Um, but, but yeah, no, no. My, my three-year-old son, Lucas, he is, what is the, I, I believe the kids are calling it tilting. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, get, get, but, get some but, video for us. Yeah. It's, it, it's is it that audible? Stay in. Oh yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it has to. I can't. Don't do worry. Don't worry. He's just. Oh, he's just. Powerless. He's just. He's my inner. My inner spirit right now, knowing that I have to pack <laughs> at some point today to go to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, and here's here's Nate's inner monologue, knowing he's on his way to the combine. <laughs> you could stay home another week during the off season, or you could go talk to people at the combine. Yeah. But no, Patrick Mahomes is, is a is a is a um is he of this world, Seth? A good quarterback, folks. He's 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 not. He's absolutely not. And that's where the LSU <laughs> <laughs> You can't get this anywhere else, folks. I'm telling you. You, you want you real life and some Chiefs analysis? Where are you gonna get it? Where are you Tonight, gonna get it other than us? Tonight or tomorrow at six I could do, but six our time is absurd for Danielle. Seth texts at eight thirty two PM. <laughs> I just want to remind you guys, I told you about this last week. I said we gotta do like Sunday nights. I you know, well, you know I, what, think, Seth, uh, we'll, I think I think I mean maybe well, thank you for following up with us. At sun yep, at Sunday you know night. What? You're very, yep, you're you're all very welcome. I, I do know of 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 the four of us, I am the one that has the least going on. I was and so to fit your schedule, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, Seth, you want to do this at 4 a.m. on a on a Sunday? Absolutely. You tell me what works for you, and we're going to do it for the people. <sighs> I don't know. When did I become the podcast villain? Like, my at, poor, at, at I'm sitting here ignoring my children. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the villain is decided that you got the villain edit of this podcast where you're just constantly sure. dunking on Patrick Mahomes because Danielle's gonna have some free it's, time. It's gonna be every time my voice talks, there's gonna be like an edit to me like being like, Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Times Arts. Yes. You know, is is Patrick Mahomes human? No, he's not. He's 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 too good. Um, that that sound you hear? That's the sound of the 49ers defensive coordinator. Oh! <laughs> is that Nick Bosa in the background? Seth? Yep, is that that's Nick? Nick? That is Nick Bosa. That is no the expression on my wife's face when she just came and grabbed my three year old, and you could tell she's just rethinking this whole football side job thing I right now. Just, where she's the marriage. Well, it's too late. We have too many kids. She's stuck. I mean, let's be honest. She's she's far too beautiful and awesome for me. But you know, Good we have safe. so many kids at this Good point. Work by you. Yep. <laughs> really love you. Yep. Love and you. So, love you, Jazz. Really if you can hear this, that one out of the dirt. <laughs> just just love you, Jazz. We love you. <laughs> let me skip that one out of the dirt. But Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's so much fun to watch because when you really break it down, snap by snap. He really was. He was struggling with accuracy. The pass rush was bothering him. But then he just turned it into a mode that was almost unbelievable in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I'm, I'm reiterating all this because I have no idea how much of the last 10 minutes is going to make it into the podcast. Um, and, Danielle, I'm just so sorry. Oh, it's all staying. Oh, it's all staying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not editing a thing. Oh, I think all the child crying is staying in. I think what won't stay in is the fact that those noises you heard was actually Mike Bloomberg. That one's going to get cut. That joke's not going to make it. It's going to get bleeped out. Um, and then, so Mahomes versus LSU. So, yeah, look at the the, the, the Super Bowl film review. It was a lot of fun to write. Um, a lot of people have looked at it. And you, you should because it provides really some context to just how good he was down the stretch. 
Um, where, it, you know, the big plays, you know, those matter, but I kind of focused in on a couple plays that didn't receive as much attention, um, including like a second to five completion to Kelsey, where he basically, Nick Bosa had him sacked. And this is when the Chiefs were still down 17 20. It's like, it's second and five. The Chiefs have the ball in like their own 45, something like that. And he's, he's sacked. It's over. And he just somehow is like, nah, nope, not going to let this happen. And just shakes free and finds Kelsey for a first down. Those little plays that people tend to forget, that's that's the what the Chiefs' comeback was built on. And talking about him shaking things off and performing miracles, just today is released a, a, a Mahomes versus LSU in 2015 film review. We're going back, guys, because... I don't, I'm sure you guys have watched this game by now. This was like, I'm telling like my Mahomes story, like when I was sold on how special he is. For me, it was watching him play an LSU defense with 13 future NFL players. That wasn't, that, that's not me making a mistake. I'm aware that only 11 players are on the field at one time. No, all, thir- all 13 were out there. They found a way. They, seriously, it looked, <laughs> they, a few it snaps looks, looked like it. <laughs> It did. Like some of the snaps, like when Mahomes would get the ball out, and then like Jamal Adams and Dion and Dion Jones would just like light someone up. Like it was just, you know, or Tredavious way. That LC defense had three future all pros on it. Like they had three future all pros, four other draft picks, and then and then six other guys that were undrafted free agents, three of whom are still in the league, mind you. Like, I mean, it was just so crazy. I've never seen such a big mismatch. And watching what Mahomes did to move the ball down the field, he did terrible things to get that ball down the field, man. <laughs> he, like, he he did some things. He was like Liam Neeson in all three Taken movies. Just like, whatever it takes, man, I'm making this happen. And so I wrote about that. Um, it's it's really worth it's really worth reading if yes. you love Patrick Mahomes. And the and the look the highlights that are in this in this story are just Whoa. hilarious in a lot of ways. They, are. they don't make sense. <laughs> they they don't they don't. Yeah, but like there's free rushers and he's like, oh, okay, I'll just do all this nonsense <laughs> to get us a first down. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's just guys sprinting at yes, him. Yes, just like snap. uncovered, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right, all right, fine. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh man. I guess, and, and it's not. It, it just, it's a funny thing in retrospect. To, I actually, I, I included in the story a couple of old tweets that I did, made, wrote. I don't know. <laughs> tweets Posted? that I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm shook, guys. Man, I had Isabel in my lap. I had Lucas out here, Nick Bosinging all over the place. I, it was just, it was tough. Um. And the, the the replies, so these tweets are back in like, you know, March of 2017 when I initially wrote some of these articles or even actually, you know, because maybe, maybe, just maybe I wrote an article even before the 2017 draft saying the Chiefs should trade up for Patrick Mahomes. Maybe I did that. You were a huge Trubisky guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huge. Trubisky. I still, I, I, I get it that people make mistakes. I really do. But the idea that anyone had Trubisky as better than Mahomes or Watson is just the dumbest thing. And I feel bad for Trubisky. It's not his fault. But it's like, how? Like, because everyone now is like, oh, no one really knew about Mahomes. It's like, you just had to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same with, well, the, 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 the Sean Watson's worse. This <laughs> is like. Single-handedly beating Alabama right. out here that one was like, oh. <laughs> with Hunter Renfro as like his his leading receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people are just like, oh, we don't know if he'll be able to do it against future pros. It's like that's every player on Alabama's defense, guys. What are we doing? Yeah, the, there, um, there were. I, I would say this: there were throws that he made against, I think, Louisiana Tech. Uh, this is Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm referencing that he made it against Louisiana Tech. That like. I mean, sure, it's Louisiana Tech, but did you see that throw? Like there, those there are a lot of those plays. Right. It was. It was. It, it's just. It's so much fun to look back on. And then if you look at these tweets, you can see like some of the replies. And um, some people really were not fans of the Mahomes pick. And it's always fun to go back in hindsight and check that out. And so, yeah, I hope people get a chance to read that stuff. Also, Nate and Josh, I got to tell you guys, speaking of me persecuting people, I uh, I got to go do that. 
Yeah, no, I, I had been sort of just staring in the bottom right corner of my laptop for a while going, it's definitely two minutes past when Seth said he had to be gone by, but he's still talking. So I don't, what do I do? <laughs> Would I cut him off? No, I won't. What I will do is I'll end the damn podcast. This was a show, huh? Thanks for listening this far, everybody. <laughs> follow follow Nate on Twitter at ByNateTaylor for updates throughout uh, the Combine. Follow Seth at RealMNChiefsFan for update on the state of his crumbling household. And follow me on Twitter at JBBriscoe for, um, I don't know, snarky tweets about how tired I am today because of what Seth did to us scheduling-wise yep. this morning. Yep. You can also tweet about the show using the hashtag TimesRs. Uh, somebody Venmo Danielle enough money for more coffee. I don't have her Venmo, but I'm sure we can get it. <laughs> that'll be our that'll be our uh, our good deed for the day. Uh, Nate, if you could just do like a nice twenty minute outro to make Seth as late as possible to his lawyer lawyerly <sighs> duties, that would be excellent. Now it was Thursday of last year's combine, and I was on a hunt God. to find one man who had been to the combine. Many more times than I had. And I was looking for him because he was new to the Chiefs organization. And it was going from the convention center back to a hotel where I stumbled upon him. And my eyes lit up. And I said, there he is, to another colleague. And we chased him down, literally, on top of an escalator. As he was going to a different hotel than the hotel that I was staying at. Because he was employed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And he extended his hand. Once I arrived, he smiled. And he said, hey, I'm Steve Spagnola. And I said, hi, Steve. I know exactly who you are. (laughs) And that was the first time I met Steve Spagnola in person. So, as you can imagine, there won't be a similar story this year. Because I think the whole coaching staff is back. But... I did want to, you know, let out that little bag where, hey, you know, it's like the AFC Championship week and Steve knows my name. And we talked in an elevator um, as I interviewed him going from availability to practice. And in my mind, I was thinking like, yeah, who would have look at us? Who would have thought that like, you know, you would have you would have you would have brought me on the elevator with you, coach. Uh, When a couple months ago, I was chasing you up an escalator at the combine because this is what the combine does to you. (laughs) 